G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So many people, when they open their Bibles, run into a significant problem. They don't quite understand what's going on. That's certainly the problem I used to run into. It's not that I'm stupid. It's just that a lot of it didn't make all that much sense to me. So if you find yourself in that boat from time to time, stick with me, because today we're going to make your Bible a whole bunch more accessible to you. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we take a look at the Word of God, the Bible, from a different perspective. I have to tell you, that thing that they call the Bible was a real problem for me. I mean, first coming to grips with the fact that it is what it says it is, the Word of God, but then just getting into it. It's made up of 66 separate books written over somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500 years at different times, in different places, in different cultures. So there are words and names and places and concepts and, and ways of thinking that just aren't familiar to us. We're continuing today in our series, Power Unlimited, because that's what God's Word brings into our lives. So right now, we're going to get down and really practical on just how to get into the Bible, because unless we do... We're going to miss out on much of the power that God wants to pour into our lives. Over the years, I've discovered a few very simple helps or resources that have made such a difference in making sense of God's Word. You see, it turns out that there's a whole bunch of people much smarter than you or me who've done some great research and put the information together in such easy, usable ways and all their work makes getting into God's Word, the Bible, so much easier for the likes of us. Today I just want to share some of those resources with you. Remember 20 or so years ago, just after I became a Christian, I started attending a tiny little Baptist church in the southern suburbs of Sydney, a little place called Oyster Bay. Our pastor, Pastor Phil Littlejohn, was a passionate and gifted Bible teacher, and that man has had a huge impact on my life. Now, as well as Sunday services, the church used to have these little home Bible studies, and we'd meet one night a week in someone's house. In our small group, five of us would get together, and at the time, the particular little home fellowship that I joined was studying the Old Testament book of Hosea. So, so we'd lob in there each Wednesday evening, we'd have a cup of tea and some fellowship, and then we'd sit down and do a Bible study together. And right through that book, over and over again, Hosea talks about Ephraim. That word is mentioned 29 times in the book of Hosea. So I remember asking these people, most of them had been Christians for a lot longer than me, I said, okay... We want to understand this. Who or what is this Ephraim thing? I mean, Hosea kept talking about it, and so it seemed to me quite central to what he was trying to say. But you know something? No one could tell me who or what Ephraim was. Now, it turns out that Ephraim was one of the tribes of Israel. Ephraim was one of Joseph's sons, and there's a whole history around this tribe and how they rebelled against God. But we didn't know that in the Bible study. So a lot of what God was saying to us or trying to say to us through this amazingly powerful book of Hosea, well, it was frankly lost on us. And that sort of thing happens a lot more than you might think. 
Consider the story of the Good Samaritan. It loses its whole meaning if you don't understand the Samaritans, who they were, and what the Jews thought of them. Now, when Jesus told that story to the assembled masses, they all knew the Samaritans and who they were. But we don't know that. And there are names and places and concepts and and ways of thinking in the Bible that are foreign to us because we're separated from them by time and by culture. It might have made sense to the people back then, but not us now. And unless we understand those things, we miss out on the richness, on on the gravity, on the power of what God is trying to say to us. I remember coming to grips with the Jewish system of blood sacrifice in the Old Testament. Now, I kind of think about blood sacrifice, and it's pretty ghastly to me here and now, but it's something I really had to understand to comprehend what Jesus did for me on the cross. So I decided I was going to find out, not just skim the surface, not read through a story and have them talk about Ephraim or Samaria or all those other things I didn't know about and miss out on what God was trying to say to me through the story. Now, these accounts were written such a long time ago, and God has preserved them and kept them accurate for us here and now, but there is indeed a gap of culture and time in history that we have to bridge to understand completely what's happening in what's been written. I mean, after all, if the Bible is God's word and if God is speaking to us through it, I decided I needed to know what he was saying, and surprisingly, that's not as difficult as I thought it would be. Right now, I'm going to talk about a handful of really simple resources that made absolutely the world of difference. The first one was my Bible, a simple English translation, not the King James with the these and the thou arts. There are many good contemporary language translations available to you and me today. The New International Version, or the NIV as it's called, is really popular. I happen to use the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version. There's a translation called The Message, which is really in here and now language. The Contemporary English Version, the CEV, the the New English Translation, the NAT. Which one's the best? Well, the one that you're going to read. And you can get a thing called a study Bible. It's not just the words of the Bible, but it's also got a huge amount of resources packed into it. It explains the meaning of words. There are notes and maps and cross-references. They're really good, and they don't cost a whole bunch more than a Bible with just the Bible words. So if you want to do more than just skim across the surface, if you really want to know what God's saying, it's really good to have one of those, a study Bible. Check them out. One of the most helpful features in a study Bible is a summary of each book. Who wrote it? When? To whom? Why? Because context is really important. Before I read Ephesians, I read four or five paragraphs in my study Bible which explain the context And all of a sudden, the book of Ephesians made a whole bunch more sense. A study Bible is a really worthwhile investment, and it's not much more than an ordinary Bible. You can get one from your Christian bookshop. You can buy one online. I happen to have an electronic one on my tablet device these days. The second resource is my Bible dictionary. Now, I happened to purchase a Bible dictionary called the Holman Bible Dictionary years ago. It's just one single volume. You can get Bible dictionaries that are 25 volumes, Mine was just one volume, and it had pictures. So when I was reading and it talked about the temple in the Bible, I could go to my Bible dictionary and look at it and see pictures and plans and explain the different parts. So I'm able to read just a few paragraphs in a few minutes, and I'm there. I understand what the writer's trying to say about the temple, about the Holy of Holies. See, when the Bible talks about Ephraim, I just look it up under E, find Ephraim, half a column, three minutes, and I know who or what Ephraim is. The story of the Good Samaritan. Who were the Samaritans? What was their relationship to the Jews? Ah, that's what Jesus meant by the story of the Good Samaritan. 
So, a study Bible, a good Bible dictionary, and lastly, the third resource was a Bible timeline. It's one of these things that you can fold out in about four pages wide that shows you the chronology of the Bible. You read about King David. When was he king? Who was king before him? Who was king after him? What else was going on? Which prophets were writing when David was alive? And all of a sudden, you put the whole Bible thing in its time sequence, and that's huge. And just to top things off, let me tell you about two stunning websites. The first is BibleGateway.com, where you can compare different Bible translations. The second, which is truly brilliant, and I really encourage you, if you're online, go to this website, is StudyLight.org. That again, StudyLight.org. It has Bible dictionaries online, the meanings of Greek and Hebrew words, and so many more great resources. And you know what? They are all free. So let me ask you, do you take Jesus seriously? If you do, then you need to take the Bible seriously. And for just a small investment on your part, in just a few simple resources, they pay such huge dividends in hearing and understanding what God is saying to us today through His Word. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's Word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.